Hello, this is Adam Pearson. This is the Small Business Transformation Podcast um, with Adam Pearson. <laughs> um, so uh, this is my first episode of this particular podcast. I've, I've never really done this before, but I'm really excited about it because um, I think I have something pretty good and pretty valuable to share with the world, and I really care. Um, so let me go ahead and start to unpack the premise here a little bit. Um, I'm a small business owner. I own iBass business solutions. That IBAS stands for Issaquah Bookkeeping and Accounting Services because up until about two weeks ago, all we were was a, a bookkeeping and accounting company here in Issaquah, Washington, which is a small city um, outside of Seattle. So we've been in business for seven years and for five and a half years, we were pretty much only a referral a referral-based company. We had gotten up to about 35 clients. At that point, our revenue was about, I guess, twenty-five dollars or $26,000 a month. I had two full-time employees and two part-time employees. We were servicing these 35 clients. We were doing that for a long time. Like I said, about <clears throat> five and a half years. I moved up from um, San Diego, California. I'm originally from San Diego. We moved up to this area about seven years ago. Uh, I guess actually it's more like eight years ago now. And at that time, I was sort of just working part-time with my dad and my brother on their um, on, our, on our chocolate business, which is still in existence. Maybe I'll talk about it a little bit um, as time goes on. And then <clears throat> um, my wife got pregnant, and she previously had been working, but we both decided that when she had the baby, she was going to stay home, and I would have to be the, the primary breadwinner. And so when that happened, I put up a website. Um, I got a master's degree in accounting. Uh, I've been doing accounting work for, I guess, how old am I? I'm 36. So probably something in the range of like 14 years. Um, a long time. I got married when I was 21. So I've been a working stiff since I was 21 years old and have always been an accountant. Although I did take a break from being an accountant to sell software for two years. And that's how I learned how to be a good salesman too. Um, so like I was saying, we moved up to this area about seven years ago. And when my wife got pregnant, she stopped her job working at Union Bank. I put up a website uh, to try to get a business going to supplement our income. And as soon as I put up the website, I just started getting some calls. The name of the company, Issaquah Bookkeeping and Accounting Services, turns out lend it, lends itself pretty well uh, to what's going on on search engines. So anytime anybody searched that, they would find us. And yeah, I started taking taking some clients and quickly, I guess within a couple of years, started making more money than I'd ever made before. Um, I remember uh, I used to work for the Department of Defense. My very first full-time job was working at the Space and Naval Warfare Command in San Diego, California. I was working at, um, in the payroll area. I was like a payroll customer service kind of guy. Um, as an aside, that's where I learned that the government is super wasteful. But that's I'm not going to go on a tangent on that right now. Maybe at some point in the future, I'll do a whole episode on what I saw working for the Department of Defense, and that pretty much turned me into like a hardcore libertarian, but I'm not going to go down that path right now, uh, except for to say that I was able to see how much some of the senior people there were making, and I would see people making like $90,000 a year, what? Or I would see people making like one hundred and ten, or I think the top people were making 135000 bucks a year. And I would look at that and I go, what are, like, how could that even be? How do people make that much money? And then, so two, like two or three years after starting my business, I was making more, more than what the top people were doing. 
And that was pretty cool. And we were living in, I guess, when Mary got pregnant, we were living in a one-bedroom apartment in Issaquah, and I was, like, riding my bike to work. When we moved up here from San Diego, I had, I had sold my car, and I was going to try to simplify my life. And I just decided, no matter what, I was going to work somewhere that was, like, 10 minutes from my office, and I'd be able to ride my bike. Um, it rains a lot here, so that... <laughs> I probably should have thought that through a little bit, but I was riding my, I got a job, a part-time job and I was riding, riding my bike to work and I was working for the chocolate business. And then also in addition to those things, I threw up my, my bookkeeping website. So I started getting clients and when I started getting my clients and I hired a couple of people, I was marking up their time. Um, I started making pretty good money pretty, pretty quickly. And I learned the power of what it means to be a business owner and being able to charge one price for something and um, pay another price, right? And get a margin. That was the first time I'd ever really experienced that. And it was cool. So I had my own little business and I was working a couple of part-time jobs and my first son was born. We moved up to a two-bedroom apartment in a different town. And um, I remember calling my dad one day. I was like, dad, you're never going to believe this. I made like 11,000 bucks last month. Um, the funny thing is my dad's a business owner and, you know, he's like, what, you made that much? But I'm sure to him that wasn't a big deal. Um, I grew up the son of a business owner, but never really understood margin. Um, but I did learn a lot from watching my dad, which I'll get into, but I'll continue with this story about how I got to where I'm at. But, um, so I learned about that and we, through word of mouth, started getting more, more clients, always referral based until for you know five and a half years uh, i ended up con so after five and a half years we ended up having about 35 core clients um and the company i was working for part-time we ended up ended up converting them into one of our clients and it was really cool so i had a stretch of five and a half years where i was making you know like pretty good into six figures and i'm a really humble guy you know, I I, had, I did have to buy a second car. I couldn't ride my bike because where we moved, it was too far away to ride my bike. So we, you know, I ended up driving a really beat up old car, which I still drive. And <clears throat> um, yeah, that was so. That, that was that. So then May 2018, which is not that long ago, um, I read this book called Built to Sell. I forget who the author is, but it was recommended to me by by one of our clients who I hope I could interview for this podcast because I consider him a, a mentor and, and really the best business person I know personally. Um, I have gotten to see him up close and personal because we do all of his, his bookkeeping and accounting. Um, so he gave me this book, Built to Sell, and I just started getting a closer relationship with him as we started doing, doing their accounting for him. And I got this idea in my head that I was going to try to grow our business. Um, I always, how, how to, how to phrase this? I always in my heart knew that I could do more than what we were achieving because in truth, setting up my little small town business and making a pretty good living and supporting my wife is actually quite, ended up being quite easy overall. We had a pretty good setup and I was earning pretty well and it was good. And the thing about having only 35 clients and working on, five, on it for five and a half years, the work becomes like real routine. So it was pretty easy for us to crank out month after month. And we became really good at it and really efficient at it. And we would get referrals and we might add a couple of new clients a year. And it was just sort of like clicking right along. Everybody was happy. But 
I read that book, and let's see, the crux of that book was if you wanna if you wanna build a really great business, you need to get it built up as if you're gonna sell it. And so I started reading that, and pretty much, I guess the thesis of that was that <clears throat> you need to build you need to operate your business in such a way that you're not really needed in it. So I thought that sounded pretty cool. And like I said, I was getting in more with this client who was also doing a lot of coaching and implementing a lot of, you know, a lot of new strategies in his business. And that seemed pretty romantic. And I really wanted to get into it. And then, like I said, I always had this, I think this sort of latent desire to do much more because I knew I was capable. I had a feeling I was capable of more. Um, and I guess if I were to, if I were to unpack that even a little bit further, uh, it had to do with the fact that I really, at heart, I think I'm an educator. I used to substitute teach, and I remember um, I used to hang out with this friend of my mom's who was like a famous pianist, and she had this great library, and she would always t- call me the professor because she thought that I was really good at at picking up information and passing it along. And during that five and a half years when business was good and kind of slow, my number one pastime is reading. I love to read. Above all, I love to read. I love to listen to the podcast too. But above all, I love to read. And I got into a rhythm early, early on before my son was born. So I've been married for 15 years. Before we moved up to Seattle, I was in a rhythm where I could read, you know, one or two books a week. Um, after my son was born, that dropped dropped off quite a bit. But still, my number one go-to activity has always been reading. I love to read. And I love, I've always loved to share the ideas um, with, with the people around me. Probably they get kind of sick of that sometimes. But hopefully you'll, you'll appreciate it as long as I could give you ideas that would be valuable and help you transform your business. Um, so, right, deep down, I always have kind of wanted to be an educator, an investigator, a writer, a spreader of ideas. Um, probably have never really felt like I had a good reason to do it other than... I thought it would be cool, but since I was busy raising kids, and now we got three kids. So in the interim, my wife got pregnant, had another kid, now we got a third, a third kid. So we got a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a six-month-old. <clears throat> so that notion of trying to pick up and, and share ideas, and the other thing I really love is to learn. I mean, that goes hand-in-hand hand with the reading, but I also love to learn new techniques and try to get to the bottom of the best, best way to do stuff. Uh, so I guess more, more on that, but I want to just keep going here with the story. So, um, May, 2018, based on the, I guess these three influences of this guy, uh, my mentor seen what he's up to and thinking it was a pretty romantic, um, activity and adventure. And then also the fact that deep down, I've always fancied myself an educator and a professor. And then what was the third thing? Oh yeah, and then also just kind of knowing that I was capable of more. I got I got my team together here and I told them, hey, I'm going to go out and start selling. I'm going to go out and try to sell bookkeeping services here in the community because I want to try to grow. I want to try to create, a, create this business that will be a great business, that will be built to sell. And I want to pay, the, like I wanted to be able to make more money to pay, pay my employees more, my team more. And I wanted the experience of trying to become something more than I am or more than I was, and so I went out there and I started selling. Um, every Wednesday, I started selling door-to-door, and then <clears throat> um, I also was sending out a bunch of emails 
to local CPAs trying to generate business. And so that, um, that was gangbusters. I had forgotten because like I mentioned, I was previously a software salesman. I had forgotten that I actually am a very good salesman. So I'll add that to the list of things that I know how to do, man, I could sell. So if I go and show up at your office and I'm trying to sign you up for something, the chances are good. You're going to move forward. Um, so I think in three months from like May 2018 to August 2018, we added like 35 clients. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it was like 35 or 40. We added a bunch of clients really, really fast. And that let me know that there's huge demand for that particular service out there. Um, it also hit me to something else, which is probably a lot of small business owners out there. I think the number one thing from my experience out there is that small business owners feel like they're hurting for sales. And revenue, and we had a different problem. So I was able to go out and generate revenue and bring in new clients, but we were pretty unprepared to handle getting that many new clients that that fast. And so um, we brought all these new clients, and I actually had to stop selling for like two or three months, just while we tried to kind of like build out some systems on the fly in order to be able to accommodate um, that 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 many new clients. And it was really hard; like it was a real struggle because um, our previous clients already knew us and we had a long track record and they mostly came in referred. Whereas these guys came in from me just going out and doing direct selling. They didn't really know us. They just had a need and I convinced them that we could fill, we could fill that need. And so we had to like build relationships with all these new clients and figure out how to do their work in a way that was efficient. It wasn't like the same routine work we've been doing over and over again. We had to onboard people, learn about their company and start doing their accounting. And... So that, that was happening, and I, but at the same time, I, got, I had like the sales bug. I was like, oh, man, like here's something new I could do that I've never done before. I can go out and sell stuff, and I really, I guess what would be the word, I really got intoxicated by it. And also, um, like I had my mentor who's got his business, and I started feeling like, man, like I could become a business like his. His business at that time was like, I think, a $7 million a year business. And so I was thinking, dude, if I could just get another salesman, we can just go out and hit the streets and just start crushing it, bringing in all these sales. Um, we just got to get like our operations tuned up and then we can get back out there and just really kill it. But even to this date, I've never really been able to, to hit that stride because every time I go out and start selling, it creates more operations issues. So that, that has been a huge lesson that I've learned that um, it, a lot of people can't sell. And I guess they're pretty good operationally, but we're, we turn out to be quite good at selling. I turn out to be quite good at selling and pretty weak operationally. I'm a really good accountant. Uh, and I guess um, the hardest thing that's happened from May 2018 until the present is I feel like the quality of our work has suffered some. While I know we're still better than any of the options around here, we're still a very good company and our, our number one quality is that the people that I got working for me are A+, plus, caring people who put forth a great effort, are conscientious. I, w I, you know, I wish all of our, our clients right now knew how much we actually care about them behind the scenes, even though sometimes we're so busy that it's hard for us to really express it. we got to figure out a way to express it more. But um, i got a great team, and we've always done great work. But because we have all these new clients, I've had to spend a lot more time trying to think about operations and also now at this point deciding – like what our future is going to be that I know our work is not as good as it used to be, although it's still quite good. And when I say it's not as good, I don't mean that it 
like we've got a lot of errors, but we used to get stuff out, for example, like timely in a way that was like really smooth and efficient. You get financial statements really quickly after month's end. And now it might take a little bit longer or we might have a lot more questions. Whereas before we could have done the research ourselves, et cetera. But anyways, um, that, so that's been one of the really, I guess one of the really tough things for me is not being as great as we used to be because we've been growing. So anyhow, um, we added all those. So that would have been August. And then I had to take like a couple months hiatus from selling because it was going too fast. Um, but then finally I just said, you know what? I got to get back, the, back out there and start selling. So I got out there and about to start selling again. And then just like another month and a half, I think we had another 20, 25 clients. And then that threw us back into sort of a tailspin of like, how are we going to get these clients up on board and running? Because I had done the selling before I built out the systems, which, you know, frankly, I think most people who are advising small businesses on how to achieve their dreams or whatever, how to get big and grow and stuff, will tell you to fo focus on selling first and then go back and figure out how to do the operations. But that, that stuff, that stuff made it, made it really hard on us, that approach, um, which I was taking. So, uh, I ended up having to hire more people. I don't remember exactly how many people I hired at that point, but it was a few more. And then, uh, so that took us from 35 up to like 95. And then in October, I guess in October or November, we brought in a salesman, Clint. Maybe I'll interview Clint because he's really a great guy. Clint was, um, Clint was the owner of one of our clients. Uh, and they ended up selling their business and he was looking for something to do. And he used to come by when we only had 35 clients, we had all this time. He used to come by and he'd tell me about the issues that he's having and you know, how hard it is to be a business owner. And that, that's, that's one of the things that we've picked up quite a bit of, especially, um, when we had more time, we would always sit down and chat with our clients and just, we'd be sort of like a business psychologist. We would hear about all these things people were going through, how it was hard to find good employees we had a lot of, we had a handful of franchise clients that would come tell us about how, how hard it was to be a franchisee, how the, how the, fran, you know, how the corporate would make all these promises that never really paid out or how they disagreed with their policies. And, you know, we just had a lot of clients coming by here and just sitting and we would sort of help them get some, get some perspective and try to just stay tough and see it through. Um, but anyways, uh, so I guess like in October, November, I got Clint on board and Clint had never really sold before. He'd be a business, business owner, but he'd never done business development, but he just believed so strongly um, from being our client and what we were doing. And he saw how big the market probably was. And so we brought in Clint and he's been selling. So since the time he started selling in November, I guess we've gone from, and here we're in, where are we right now? We're in August, 2019. So by the time he came in, we went from like, I guess 100 to 150. So I, when I was out selling, um, I was I was just I was just piling them in because I'm I'm an experienced salesman, but also I'm the owner of the company, and I just I have a way about me. I'm good. I'm a good salesman because I think the 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 magic for me about why I can sell so well is I really I love people. A lot of people are negative on human beings, but I'm positive on human beings. I I really just like being around people. I like to help them. And I got so much experience at accounting. I go, if I come to you to talk to you about accounting, I can solve any problem you have. And in fact, our, our, our motto or whatever, our slogan for a while was solve your accounting problems. So, or solving, solving really bad accounting problems for small businesses. And so I was, you bring me in to talk about your accounting problems. I got a solution. I know how to do it. Um, actually carrying it out 
in the context of a whole bunch of clients hasn't proved to be a strong my strong suit. But if it's just analyzing the issue and coming up with a fix, then I know how to do that. Plus, I really care. So you bring me into your office to talk about accounting. Like, we're, I can get you signed up. Um, so going back to where we're at now. So now we stand at uh, 150 clients. So we started in May 2018. Here we are in August 2019. So 15 months, we pretty much have um, quadrupled our our client list from 35 up to 150. And we've been working really, really hard. I've been working like seven days a week. I get up at 4.15 a.m. I know a lot of the people on my team are working weekends. And this is something that has just made me love my team. Like those guys rarely complain. And they are super diligent and super hardworking. And they care a ton about our clients. But I know everybody's starting to get burnt out. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm not really getting burnt out. I got great stamina. I got good endurance probably because of the way I was raised. But I can admit to getting burnt out on our, our particular model. And that would be that would be the genesis of this podcast. I think what I'm coming to realize is that um, bookkeeping and accounting, this particular thing that we doing that we're doing, there's a vast need and a vast demand for it. But um, but I I don't think we're providing the level of value that we can provide. Um, and I want to transform our business from something that's really a good business that that, that 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 does a lot of good for people and it's something that pretty much every business needs that's why the demand for it is is so large and most of the people who have a master's degree in accounting or who are accounting professionals like me i think would look down their nose at being a bookkeeping company most of those guys want to get into like tax planning um you know well what would be like wealth wealth advisory services but we're straight street we're straight like sleeves rolled up we're a part of your operation we're, we're your accounting department. Um, and so it's good. And we're going to keep doing it, but there's more we can do. And as I've observed my clients, especially the successful ones, and then I compare that to how a bunch of our clients operate who are just small business owners who are kind of not really making it or just barely making it, um, I've got this pro- I got this project in my head. And, uh, and also because I just love people and I want to teach and I want to spread knowledge and I love people, and I want to solve their problems. Um, we're trying to become a small business tran- transformation firm. And the very first client that I have that I need to transform is my own business. And so what this podcast is going to be is going to be me trying to put into play some of the techniques that I'm learning, that I'm observing. Um, like I said, I'm an avid reader, so I'll be reading. I'll be taking courses. I'll be trying out software. And I'm going to try to put it in play. And whatever works, I'm going to share it with you. And I hope that you will be able to, to, take, to take the knowledge that I'm finding and that I'm spreading around and you'll be able to apply it in your own business. I'm going to try to interview people who can get us on the right track. Um, I'm also an avid podcast listener, but I noticed a lot of the podcasts that are out there are done by people who've already made it. And while they speak well to what you got to do to start from the bottom and build yourself up, um, there's not one out there where they're telling you like, I'm doing this right now and it's working. Because how are you going to know what training? How are you going to know what software? Um, there's always testimonials and obviously there's tons of marketing and advertising, but none of that stuff I don't think is as powerful as a good friend of yours or a colleague or someone you know 
trust and appreciate trying something out for themselves and telling you, yeah, it works or no, it doesn't work. And so my goal here is going to be to take myself and my company and my team from being a company that does sort of what I would consider low value work, which is accounting. I'm going to try to transform us into a company that does high value work, which is helping other businesses achieve whatever their dreams are. In my case, I can tell you I drive a beat up old car. I'm not that motivated by money. I do want my business to generate profits and money so that I could help more people expand our influence and try to really make an impact in the world. But what will make me happy is knowing that I've assembled my team to provide services that are of high value and that we're doing the work that is the highest value work that we're capable of doing. I've always been an accountant, but I'm coming to believe that the highest value work that I could offer is not in accounting. I'm thinking it's going to be to help people reshape their, their business, rethink their business so that they can achieve their goals and hopefully achieve their highest value work. And if that's like they want to make a whole bunch of money and buy a mansion in Mexico or you know live on the beach or whatever, then I want to be able to help people do that. Why? Because I love people. And that's the truth. I really do love people. The other part of it is I want to be able to look back on my time on this earth and know that I achieved something that was really, really good. And unfortunately, the line of business that I was in, which is accounting, does not fit the bill. And it's going to be kind of, it's been kind of tough for me to accept that. That's been something that's been sort of like tormenting me a little bit. That this thing that I do really, really well, that I know how to do good, that I've been doing for a long time, isn't enough. I got to think bigger. I got to dream bigger. I'm capable of much more. And I got to try to bring that into play. And while I'm trying to convert my own business into that, I'm hoping that what I could share with you will give you the, the ammunition, the motivation, the tools, the hard tools, the practical tools like get this software or take this course or sign up for this service. I'm hoping the stuff that I could tell you about will give you what you need to also do your highest value work. Because I'll tell you something, being a business owner, if you're listening to this and you are a business owner, or I'm going to also include another group of people. If you are a small business owner or if you're part of a team that has bought into the entrepreneurial vision of somebody who's trying to build up something, in my mind, you're, you, you get classified with a small business owner with entrepreneurs because you've signed on to try to build something new from scratch and to help you know, to help this entrepreneur like, like chase this dream. So all the people on my team, I don't really look at them as like workers. I look at them, look at them as co-entrepreneurs in this venture where we're trying to achieve something. But um, if you're a small business owner, you signed up for a hard, hard life. Small business owners work a lot. And most of your people, most of the people who see you probably think you sitting in your, sitting in your office back there lighting up cigars with $100 bills just rolling in the dough. And the truth is, and we know this better than anybody because we see the books of 150 small business owners. We see their activities, their financial activities, the real deal. I know that most small business owners are barely getting by. And that's a fact. And I also know that most small business owners start off with some really great dreams. You know, they, they're, they're setting out to try, to try to conquer the world, to try to bring something great into the world, to try to serve clients in a way that's better than what else is out there. And unfortunately, because it's so hard to run a business, um, a lot of those dreams sort of get dashed, and I know a lot of business owners end up somewhat bitter or broke, and they have to go back to the job they were in before they, they started up their venture, and they never really get to um, achieve their dreams. And to me, that's that sucks. I, I just I would really love to do my part to try to help to try to, to try to help to fix that, to come up with a solid set of solutions, 
a solid plan that works for most business people that will let them achieve what they wanted to achieve when they first set out um, in business and do it in a way that makes sense and allows them to do their highest value work. Another thing that I know a lot of small business owners get caught up in is um, just doing paperwork, just doing busy work. And that's low value. Like my company right now, we're a paperwork company. An accounting business does a lot of paperwork. And that's what I'm trying to get out of. But a lot of small business owners hire us so that they don't have to do their their paperwork and their busy work. And that's a good move. Outsourcing your bookkeeping is a very solid move. Um, and but you know I got we we got to get ourselves out of out of paperwork too so we can provide more value. But um, right like so like I'm saying, being a small business owner that's that's a noble calling. You've decided to do something very hard in order to achieve a dream, and that's very noble. And we want to support you and just try to make it easier on you. If you're going to be working 12 hours a day, um, you should be making you should be making progress for real. Because if you work 12 hours a day just in corporate America or something like that, you'd be making a lot. But if you're working 12 hours a day and not not making much progress, that's, you know, you're going to burn yourself out and you're just going to live a sad existence. We see it too much. So um, I guess that'll, you know, I'll conclude it right there. I'm going to try to do one of these every day. A half an hour is a long time to be talking. And, you know, I've never really done it before. So they might not always be a half an hour. But hopefully you'll stick with me and I can try to get some interviews in here and I promise you, I'm going to give it my all. I'm already working 12 hours a day. I work seven days a week. You know, I don't work 12 hours on Saturday and Sunday because I I got family, but I work a few hours. I get up early every single day. And if I'm going to be working that hard anyways, I might as well be spending that time on something that is going to bring a ton of value into people's lives. And so that's my goal for, for this. And I promise you, I'm going to give it my all to try to bring you some really great solutions, to bring you some interesting interviews and to just to just give it my all for you so I can try to help you make your life better. And at the same time, you're going to watch me try out this, put this stuff in play, and hopefully I can make my own life better at the same time. So that's it for today. And uh, if you listen to this whole thing, thank you. And I guess I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to try to do one of these every single day. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.